Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the Batterfins fans are back. Danny, how are we doing today? Good, sir. I am doing pretty effing good, sir. Uh, Inter Miami, first trophy over the weekend. I travel over to Nashville to watch that live. Pretty, pretty fun, man. I never, I didn't realize how fun Nashville was. I didn't realize that Broadway was right next to the Titan Stadium. If you've never been to Nashville, never been to Tennessee, and the Dolphins go and visit Tennessee at some point, I don't think they go this year, make sure you make it out to Tennessee to watch a road game over there because that's got to be an awesome pregame and postgame. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I, I caught the video. Congratulations, Dinner Miami. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're you haven't dropped an episode yet after the championship game, right? Watch for Inter Miami. Dropped two. Oh, you dropped two already. Well, I, look at me. I've been busy. I've been excited and busy all at the same time. But congratulations, Dinner Miami, on on their win. Yeah. But sir, today we we stepped it up. We got two guests today. We got yes, a returning sir. one, and we got a new one. But let's start mm -hmm. with the returning one because. This man decided to take a year hiatus off the toxicity that is Twitter. And then he decides to come back with another big bang. I think he, he'll he verify here in a moment. He had like 12,000 followers on Twitter. He said enough of this shit. Decides to disappear. Ghost of Adam Gase. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for coming back. What's up, guys? Pleasure to be back. This is the first one I'm doing since I've been back. Um, what a long road it's been back to Dolphins Twitter, huh? Mm. And listen, I, you you dropped some good knowledge on me that you know, gentlemen, very well face to face. He even has your number of Joey Jets. How the hell do you know <laughs> the king of all trolls of New York Jets Twitter? I'm about to drop some knowledge that probably the uh, entire timeline doesn't really know yet. It's uh, if you guys know Blizzy, uh, you know he's a Dolphins Twitter mainstay. Um, you know he he's on the Fins or Die podcast with, with yep. Sorty and, and Takes. Um, that's actually his real life brother. No, believe it or not. So I uh, just dropped some knowledge for everybody on the timeline there. Hold on. Yeah, mic drop right there. So uh, uh, you know, so we've known Joey as as long as we've known Blizzy. Um, he's 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 a nutcase, absolute lunatic over the New York Jets. But uh, you know, happy to be back. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a fun off season, especially with the competitiveness that the Jets brought in with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure we'll get to it. But Joey yep. Jets has taken it from you know that Zach Wilson level. Aaron Rodgers and this new team and Dalvin Cook and this coaching staff and Will McDonald and this defensive line has taken Joey Jets to new heights. Uh, Mr. Sauces himself. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely has. And, and Danny, I've never gotten your two cents on him, and we're definitely not going to talk about it now. But when we record at the 11 o'clock after Hard Knocks, I'll definitely ask you about your feelings on certain Jets trolls. But nonetheless, I think when this man that we're about to bring on next gave us a follow on Twitter. You saw me like cry a little bit. I think I, I sent you the crying emoji. I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. And just had the crying emoji because dude, I grew up watching this guy. Just like I grew up watching Richmond Webb. I, I, I grew up watching this next legend that we're going to have on the Dolphin show. So it's amazing that he's joining us. And I remember when I wanted to put this clip together, Danny, I said, this was exactly what I thought was happening as soon as he said that he would join. And uh, you, Danny, to all the love, he's the one that put this clip together. Miami 
And la ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. O.J. McDuffie Juice himself. Sir, how the hell are we doing today? Hey, that was so dope, man. Yeah, that was listen, dope right there, man. Only the best. Thank you. you Thank you. Look at it. He said he was oh, going to come at me. He started He started the episode right. by being. It, right. it was just all right. <laughs> if Danny did it, it was just all right. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. No, it is, man. man. Real good stuff, man. I appreciate the love, man. And I'm, I'm excited to be on. I promise right. you that. Well, before we get started on, of course, our Miami Dolphins, like when we had Richmond Webb on, I like spending a little time talking about you, man, because you had a very good career. Unfortunately, you know, injuries cut your career a little bit short, but you did a lot, man. You did a lot. And, and when I was doing the research for the show, I had, a, I had a couple of things I wanted to swing by you to see if they were true or false. So the first one I'm going to throw at you, true or false, when you were in high school, you went to school with uh, Desmond Howard and Robert Smith. Is that true? No. That, that is, is not, not true. See, I, I read that up somewhere, and I'm like, that, that can't be right. That can't yeah. be right. I went to school. We all went. We're all from Cleveland. Yeah. Me, Des, and, and Robert Smith are all from Cleveland, and what we did was – we tried to – we looked at each other's stats all the time to see who had the better numbers on, on Saturday morning, you know. Uh, we compared each other to each other, and that was it. You know, we uh, – Dez went to um, St. Ed's. I went to Hawkins, and Hawkins, Robert yeah. went to Euclid. So it was like three different schools, but we all were like looking at each other's numbers to see who – you know, no, actually, Dez went to St. Joe's. St. Ed's was the wrestling program. But we just want to see who the, who the better guy was on Saturday morning. You had to look at the newspaper back then to find out. It right, was great. right. I remember go, having to go to the library and do those big computers and scroll through the newspaper so you could read all the clippings. You know what? You youngins, man. You youngins are killing me right now. <laughs> you youngins are killing me right now. I feel Listen, you go I, to the who goes to the library anymore, bro? Well, back then. Back then we had to. Back then we had to. I had, I had another one here for you. In in school, you were great in basketball, baseball. You ran track, football. Obviously, Grow when you were growing up, was it always going to be football for you? Even though you were so good at these other sports as well. No, baseball was my sport. Baseball okay. and football. Oh. You know, I'm from Ohio, so in Ohio, and I hope I hope my transmission is coming off good, man. Because for good. me, from my vantage point, we're looking looking a little shady. Okay. Um, at Ohio, we had to go indoors at some point. So we had to learn how to play every single sport. So my, my favorite sport is basketball. My mom thinks my best sport was baseball, but I love football. Okay. So it's like, I mean, it was, it was fun. In high school, I did all four. So I led in all four sports. I used to play baseball in the spring. And then what I would do is on a doubleheader, I would between games – I would go and do my track stuff, long jump and high jump. And then I go back and play the second game of the double header. And that's the only way I could qualify for, you know, for my state, for the state meet. And so that's what I did. And ironically enough, you know, I was in the state championship in football my senior year, state semifinal my junior year. I was in the state quarterfinal in basketball two years in a row, my junior and senior year. But I won – state championship in track and field, which was my fourth sport, sport that I didn't even care that much about. Right. I was out there, you know, just to, just, just to jump. So it was crazy. 
So one final one before we jump into this. Do you still hold the record for most stolen bases in a single game at Penn State? As far as I know, absolutely. Okay. You know I, mean? I mean, here's the thing about it. I had other records too, but they played twice as many games now. Right. You know, right. I, you know, they it's it's so whack right now, man. But it is what it is, man. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean, that, I, and I'm gonna tell you even the NFL now. What's that? <laughs> It happens even in the NFL now. Now that you got 17 games, a lot of records are going to get broken for like single season all records. The numbers are, all the numbers are skewed now, you know, yeah. even before. But think about it, though. Before I got to the NFL, it was 14 games. Yeah. Way before that. I know you youngins think that, you know, it's always been, you know, 16 games, 16 games when I played and then 17 games now. So, right. All these records are going to be like ridiculous. And, and on top of that, the way the game has changed, the record's going to be ridiculous. So it's, it's a, uh, you know, records all should have an asterisk by them, depending on you know the era you played in. Well, I mean, uh, I, 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 we knew about the fourteen games. I mean, uh, the original OJ Simpson, he had what two thousand yards in fourteen games. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, it because really Jamal is. Lewis had he got those two thousand yards, but OJ did it in fourteen. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about the other juice, man. No, you know? we're not. You were right. not. Yeah. No, no, we're not. We're no, not. I'm just, just yeah. the fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Right. I understand, but he was he was something yeah. special. He's the reason I was I'm named after him, but I don't you know I don't talk too oh, much okay. about. No, oh, of course. Another tidbit, another tidbit that we got there. Uh, we do have one question from Dolphin Thirsty, which is another great show here that talks about the Dolphins. He wants to know, OJ, did you talk to Jimmy Cephalo about being a wide receiver from Penn State that wore number eighty one for the Miami Dolphins? No, Jimmy's a, uh, a good friend of mine. I didn't know much about Jimmy until I got to Miami because our, our age difference is, is – is, it's not huge, but it's, it's pretty big. I didn't even like Penn State until I went to Penn State. So I, I didn't know much about Penn State history. Um, so when I got to Miami, I found out that Jimmy Cephalo went to Penn State. Jimmy Cephalo wore 81, and that's how our, our friendship began. But that was, you know, 30 years ago. I was drafted 30 years ago by the Dolphins in April. So that's how I found out more and more about Jimmy Cephalo. Showing that age a little bit. Showing that age a little bit, Juice. I appreciate that. <laughs> we're we're going to go ahead and get started and start talking about these Miami Dolphins because we, we do got a lot to talk about. So let's go here and bring everybody back into the show here. And one of the, one of the biggest takeaways this past week was we wanted to see the team come out looking better than what they did against the Atlanta Falcons week one, right? And let, let's start here with, with the biggest one is the offensive line. And I think the biggest storyline of people wanting Dalvin Cook or people wanting D Jonathan Taylor has been why are we trying to spend so much money in the running back room when there's obviously holes in this offensive line? My biggest takeaway through the first two games that maybe it's not as bad as it seems. So I'll go to you right now, Juice, to start this off. When you watch the last two games and you've been watching the, the joint practices, you've been watching training camp, are us as fans making a bigger deal than what we possibly thought of this O-line? And is the O-line really um, as good as it's looked so far? Look, the O-line has work to do. They still have work to do. And there are right. a lot of guys that are getting a lot of um, really good, I mean, really good work. I mean, you you have to be always concerned about the O-line. And more importantly, you got to be concerned about O-line depth. So we've got some guys that have been able to step in there and do some big things for us as an offensive line. Um Kendall Lamb doing what he's doing at the, at the left tackle position. Right. You know, while T-Stead is out, um, some of the other guys um, that are, are stepping up. Here's the thing about O-line, and, and and you guys know this because you guys are experts on, on football. 
O-line doesn't have to be great. They have to be good together. Yep. If we can get guys that work well together, that's all that you need in, for an offensive line. You don't need a great tackle, guard, center, guard, tackle. You don't need them to be great. You need them to work well together. And I think that's the thing about it. If you got one weak link on the offensive line, the whole t- the whole offensive line is terrible because you gotta you gotta you know use assets to help them out all the time. Whether it's another lineman or a tight end or a, a fullback, that that messes up everything when it comes to what you're doing with an offensive line. So if you got an offensive line that all work well together, they don't need to be great. They just need to work well together. And so I think the fact that we've got some guys that are cross training, being able to work different positions, guys that are filling in for guys that are banged up a little bit. But more importantly, I think Coach Mike McDaniel gives these guys a chance to work with the number ones instead of just always working with the twos and threes so he can see how they work well with others. You know, these guys, if if you're not working with the the best guys or against the best guys, how can you evaluate how good they can be? You know, so I think that our whole line is getting there. Um, I was at practice today. Um, and Tua, I mean, he looked as sharp as I've seen him. But most of that had to do with the guys up front, but Tua having a recognition of getting the ball out. You got heat over here, throw the ball over there, or whatever it might be. But they're starting to figure it out together as a group and as a unit, and that's the that's the biggest thing we're working on. Yep, it goes, and that goes to this past game. I thought I saw a lot, like you said, from Kendall Lamb. I saw really good stuff from um Isaiah Wynn I saw really good stuff from from Robert Hunt I saw really good things from even Austin Jackson and I think Austin Jackson has been one of those guys that I haven't given a lot of flowers to this offseason just because again the body work hasn't been that great so for you yourself what have you seen and what have you liked so far yeah it's a good name it's a good name oops sorry Greg goes oh great yeah yeah the uh what I've seen from the beginning of the season was uh, was Austin Jackson. I, I you've seen all these all the news about him. Uh, they were saying that he he's gotten longer, he's gotten athletic, he's gotten leaner, um, and, and he's he's really progressed in, in his athleticism. You know, he, when he came out of that 2020 draft, um, we all knew about you know the bone marrow transplant and everything, and, and helping his sister out, and, and you know that takes a lot of strength out of you. Um, it, it takes a lot out of you, and it, it does take a long process to recover. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't call I, I don't think anybody called him a project coming out of the first round, but to right. see him finally hit his stride and progression is really going to help that right side of the line because you know, we, we've been hurting uh, offensive line. That's if there was one thing that I think held us back, uh, you know, the last two years, especially last year, uh, were injuries across the offensive line not being able to stay healthy and, and not performing together. And I think, like Juice said. You know, when you don't really need the elite at every single position, but when you start working together, I mean, we, I personally think that we have three great guys in the offensive line. You know, you got your Connor Williams, you got Teron Armstead, you got Robert Hunt. Those three guys alone are anchors, man. And then you that got, we still got some questions at that left guard position, sure. But hearing Austin Jackson coming along, you know, chaining those five links together, that's going to be the most important thing they could do for the season. Uh, I think that everybody agreed that Leon Eichenberg was the, 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 the weakest link in that in that chain, yep. I believe, right? But for yep. the most part, Isaiah Wynn has looked pretty good. I'm starting to yep. think that there's a chance that he might win that position be, uh, by the time that that uh, the preseason training camp's over. Am I the only one that thinks that he might win that job? Juice? No, you're not. You, you're absolutely not. And, you know, I mean, bottom line is this. Adam Gase, <laughs> or ghost of Adam Gase, is right about a lot of things that he's talking about. Yeah. Um, 
what we're going to do, honestly, we've got to put the best five in front of Tua. And no matter who it is, it don't matter how much they've made or what the draft status is or whatever it might be, you know, we've got some guys that have actually, you know, are starting to show and step up and do a, a really good job. Wynn is one of those guys, you know. He, I mean, he's been he's been really good. I saw a, a Kendall Lamb talk today, and Kendall is, you know, I know we, we, we're a T-Stead family when it comes to what we want at left tackle, but Lamb's been playing, you know, if we need him, he's going to be there. But he also said that he can play on the right side if we need him. He did. You know, that's the key about most of these guys, you know. We, if we need him on the right side, if Wade's playing on the left side, which is honestly, think about it. We got a left-handed quarterback. So talking about the blind side for Tua is that right side now, you yeah. know? So, I mean, these guys really, they push each other. They push each other so hard, and they, they, they work hard. But they're also going against, think about this, they're also going against one of the best defensive lines in, in the NFL. They can't get better work. They can't get better work, you know. And 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 Kendall Lamb today said, if I'm on one side, I'm working against JP. If I'm on the other side, I'm working against Chubb. I have no choice but to get better. Or I'm gonna get, you know what I mean? It's like the work they get against each other is it, impressive. So our offensive line is getting the work in. They're doing a great job as far as we, you know, can see. And then, you know, you see them against other teams. We saw them last week. We saw them in the Houston yeah. game. Against yep. a team that's really a defensive team. They're really a, a, a really good defense, but our, our O-line did a heck of a job because we've got guys that are are, are, are getting there. They're figuring it out, and we got a, a bunch of guys that, you know, are, are, are super talented, but they also have this mentality that they want to make sure they take care of number one. You know what I mean? QB1 is their most important uh, responsibility is making sure he's okay. I, I, I agree that – Protecting Tua is obviously number one. Yeah. Putting up 205 rushing yards, I get it that a lot of that was against the backups. But that running game's got to get going this year. Because my main critique of Mike McDaniel last year was that he, I like that. He, <laughs> no, I like, oh, I like uh, that. Get some it's got to be the Jets fans has to start off against backups. You can start off against backups? Always. You can start off against backups? No, I didn't mean it as a as, – as <laughs> Yeah, you did. I meant – You can start off against backups. The run game was against the starters, no? Yes, okay. Let, let, me, let me rephrase what I was saying. Sure. Right, right. Tua would have thrown the ball more if it would have been a real game. But because it wasn't, Mike McDaniel ran the ball more than he usually does. My thing is or, this or year, the year he learning. needs to run the ball. Well, that's what I'm saying. This right. year, he needs to incorporate that more because last year, for example, that Bills game where you played in Buffalo, the first half, the run game was stout. I was like, you guys have a serious chance of winning this game. Second half, completely ab abandoned the run. So I think that that's been my biggest critique of Mike McDaniels. And yeah. judging based off of this, it looked like, the run game looked good. Like last year, per carry, it looked good. So I was, right. I liked what I saw. Two hundred and five yards is really good. So what I meant by backups, I meant preseason, <laughs> not throwing it every other play with Tua. He was five for six. He would have had a yep. lot more attempts if it was in the preseason game. Well, here, here's my point to that. I'm glad that you guys, <laughs> you guys brought that you guys brought it up. One of the things that everybody's talking about is bringing Dalvin Cook, bringing Jonathan Taylor, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, right? But Raheem Moster started off this preseason the way he finished last season, averaging five yards a carry. Christopher Brooks, 4.3. Salvin, uh, Salvin Ahmed, 8.2. So, Ghost, I'm coming to you first. Yeah. Is, is there, 
are, are you not entertained with this running back room that we have right now? Do we even need to bring in another running back? And I get it. At 24 years old, Jonathan Taylor is possibly one of the best running backs in the league right now. I get it. But there is only one football to go around to all these studs that we currently have on our offensive unit. So if it was up to you with Ackman having such a big day against starters and backups, Danny, um, are, are you kind of fine with staying put at what we have right now? You know, the, the running back, it's, it's going to be very, it's going to be very interesting what the Dolphins do with this running back room. I mean, right. Savon Ackman, he had his moments last season. He had, he had he moments did. the season prior. I mean, he's always had his moments. He, he had a big moment in the Buffalo Bills game. He put us up, uh, it, it, he put us up, uh, I think it was like late in the third quarter, fourth quarter when it was. Um, but he's always had his moments and he's always had that extra burst. Uh, a lot of the reporters, once the, uh, once Devon A-Chain came into camp, they always had a, a, a they were always struggling to figure out whether it was Ahmed or whether it was Devon H. And people don't realize that Ahmed, he has that burst as well. He has that burst, especially, you know, especially just like Devon H. Chain does. Um, but when you got a guy like Jonathan Taylor on the market, I think what you really need to, to, to think about is does it move the needle? Does it move this team that notch further? Um, I, I do believe in our running back room uh, as long as they stay healthy. I, you know, Mostert, um, you know, he, if you, if you look back on Mostert's career, he's been, you know, he's been off the field. He's been, he's had injuries. So he's, he hasn't had that workload at someone at running back that at his age would normally have. Um, so he, he's fresh, he's healthy. And when he's healthy, I mean, you saw that, that long run, you just brought up the Buffalo game, Dan. Um, you know, he had, he had that long run. If he didn't get horse collared, it was a touchdown. Yep. Um, so he's caught up and come up in big moments. And I think the biggest part of our running game, um, it comes back to, uh, McDaniel being a first year head coach. Um, you know, we kind of lived and died by the splash play, um, when the running game was working and we were down and we were down on points or we were down on the scoreboard, whether it was one possession or two possessions, sure. you saw McDaniel kind of go away from that. And I think that's kind of like the rookie head coach thing. Um, another thing he's probably got to work on, we can talk about later is, is the uh, clock management that, that he had sure. some issues down the road with or, or in the playoffs, especially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm confident in the running back room as is, but you know, Jonathan Taylor, does he move the needle? And then what do we have to give up to get him? Um, I saw some, uh, you know, there were some GMs that were asked. I believe there was a tweet that came out. Not one of them said that it was going to take over a second round pick. I'm not sure uh, if Jim Irsay, I'm not sure if he's going to agree with that. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. But, you know, if we were to go in the season with no Jonathan, no Jonathan Taylor, no, no Dalvin Cook, um, I'm confident in this room, especially in this McDaniel offense. You don't need a prolific running back to win a Super Bowl. And the goal at the end of the season is to win a Super Bowl. Juice, the floor is yours, man. Do you kind of, uh, your thoughts on the running back room we are right now and the potential addition of a Jonathan Taylor to this offense. I think the market um, dictates what, what the running back position is right now. You know, the fact that there and I, I agree with you, it's hard to, we, we give up assets all the time. We've given them up every, for the last few years to get certain players and a running back position is not one that I feel like we need to give up assets for. We've given them up for wide receivers, which are, you know, an important position. Given up for defensive end, you know what I mean? But for running backs, running back by committee is the way the NFL is right now. Nobody's going to be Jonathan, Tha Jonathan Tha Taylor, and nobody's going to be Dalvin Cook. But if you got a few guys that can do what they do, which is going to be how it happens anyways, that's, that's, that's part of football now, man. It's unfortunate for the running back position. You know, my, my best friend and the, the, the godfather for my sons 
is Kijana Carter. He was number one overall pick as a running back. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen anymore. That's over, you know, because the game has changed that way. So your point is perfect, man. You know, what are we willing to give up? We're going to continue to give up first round picks. Right. You know what I mean? Are we going to continue to give up our assets? I think at some point, I think right now at this point, we got to concentrate on so many guys at home that we got to worry about. You know, Christian Wilkins signing, you know, for sure. Two is coming up. JP's coming up soon. We got to worry about those guys Jaylen first Waddle, and foremost. Javon Holland, we worry about right. the running back position, which is getting close, in my opinion, to the fullback fullback position, which is almost mm. non it's existent. It's non existent anymore. Yeah. It, but at the same time, though, you don't need them as much as we used to, especially when you do it by committee. There, there are very few three down backs anymore. You know what I mean? Three down backs back in the day was all what it was all about. You got right. so many guys that only get 12 to 15 touches. How the hell are you going to, you know, allocate so much anything else on one guy when it comes to the assets that we have to give up to get him? I understand he's young and I know he's great. But at the same time, though, hell, when, if something happens to him, then what do we do if he's giving right. up everything? Yeah, I like dude. all the guys that we it, – it's so funny. At practice today, I was looking at the running backs and the wide receivers and how deep we are possibly with these guys. We're deep with some guys that can go out there and all make plays. And that's all you ask for, guys can go out there and make some plays, especially at that position. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for not overspending, over-dealing uh, for a running back as, as good as the- he is. The last time I remember uh, a team carry or get carried by a running back to the Super Bowl with the Seahawks twice, right? Marshawn Lynch, even though Russell Wilson was right. balling, and Sean Alexander back in like 07 or 08. Outside of that, top running backs rarely make an appearance, which is, like you said, really unfortunate for them because they're paying the price as far as the amount they're getting paid. But, um, but yeah, it's running back by committee. I, I thought Dalvin Cook would be a luxury for you guys. But not necessary. Right. And I felt the same way about the Jets. You know what? Hold on a second, man. This you guys, how, how do you guys have him on this pod with us? Man? I mean, let's understand. This you guys listen, thing is driving me crazy, man. It listen, really listen, is, man. Listen, like, I perspectives. I promise you. I, I promise you this. The reason this show works is because Danny is possibly one of the one of the most unbiased. Uh, people that I know when it comes to being a Jets fan and then obviously doing a Dolphin show with me. And it's the same thing when I do the Jets show with him. A lot of people don't know how it works until they sit there and see how it works. But I like it. I, I, like, I do like it. I'm just giving a hard time. I, oh, no, I but you like have it. to. We're getting to that. We're, we're, I'm going to make sure that I give you a good 10 minutes to give them a hard time here momentarily. But I want to make sure these people get the full content of the Dolphin show. And let's talk about another one. A, a lot of comments the first week were – the offense didn't look good because we only put up three points. I personally looked at it a little bit differently, and I don't know how you guys looked at it, so that, that's why the floor is going to be yours here momentarily. Mike White, in those two drives that he played in that first game, the ball did get traveled down the field. I get it. We didn't end up with points, but we did move the ball well down the field. Tua comes out this game, get it, really bad read. He admitted it himself, throws a pick right away, but as soon as he comes back on the field, that offense right marched right down the field against the Houston-Texas defense, like you said. It is a defensive-led team. And they ended up scoring. So, Drews, I'll come to you real quick. We know that we're only going to go as far as Tua takes us. But, again, from what you've seen at training camp, what you've seen in the preseason so far, do you personally like how this offense is moving so far this offseason? I do. I do. It's so funny because we talk about the, um, you know, what everybody's talking about in terms of our team. 
I know for a fact that this team and Coach Mike McDaniel, they do a lot of experimentation in practice. They're gonna they're gonna find out what works. This our head man is like, I mean, he 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 really thinks. Is he an evil genius from what you've experienced? <laughs> when it comes to things, man. Um, he's one of the smartest guys, obviously, that any of us ever ever seen at this position. But I, I like the fact that when you when you read about or see, you know, like you said, Beard, it's like that that pick, that pick he threw first play of the game last week was terrible. And he admitted it. Yep. Bad quarterback play, period. This that should never happen. But when you look at some of the things that happened in practice. When you see things that happen in practice, they take chances. They're mm-hmm. experimenting. When are you going to take chances with no repercussions in practice? So why not take those shots? You know what I mean? Why not take those shots? And then you can always dial it down from there. So I think that no matter what, um, you know, Tua is, is – is, he's running this offense better than we've seen you know, obviously last year. A lot of these guys know a lot more about this offense than they ever have. Um, which I loved about the fact that we kept most of the guys on our offensive side of the ball, especially the skilled guys. Last year was like, hell, I wouldn't even know. If it, it. Look, when I played for the Dolphins my rookie year, it took me a year and a half to learn our offense. These guys with a more complicated offense are, you know, finally getting in their groove. And so when you hear a word, you hear a verb, you hear whatever they're calling, it's not as as complicated as it was you know, last year. So I'm excited about the fact that Tua knows this off. You guys saw when Tua went out there for the media avail, and he was like, all right, here's one of our plays. Oh, yeah. We'll tell it to you. Now you guys recite it. Dude, he had it like it was, like, memorized. It's like he now he gets it. He couldn't have done that a year ago. No. That's the thing about it. Mike Mike McDaniel's offense is, is complicated. But if you got a bunch of guys – that have been around it and understand it and have heard it before, they're going to be able to go out there and execute it. The key to success in the NFL, as we all know, is that if you got a quarterback and head coach that have been in the system together for a while, they obviously they tend to be successful. This combination right here could be super successful for us. Now, you know, I know that, you know, Danny is going to be thinking like, yo, you know, this this whole Jets thing is going to work out. It's not, but that's okay. No, no. <laughs> it, it's no okay. Be- believe me, not, believe we're me. We're not going to have this I, combination for very long. Well, we're going to have a I long combination yep. with our group. I, so at no point do I think that. I, I'm waiting for the other foot to drop. I know that things aren't going to work out. I just don't know how it's going to happen. But fumble injury, something's gonna I'm happen. I'm a homer, dog. I'm just hoping it doesn't work out. I'm not. No, I'm not no, saying no. it. I'm really just. I'm just a homer, man. I, I, Zach I hope Wilson will be that's starting at some point. I, I can feel. Oh, it. oh, that's ghost. Ghost hit me with it, man. Listen, ghost hit me with it, man. Listen, you've seen Tua, you've seen Mike White, you've seen Skyler yeah. Thompson. You have to feel pretty confident that, like OJ said, they're getting very uncomfortable in this offense. Running back room's looking good. Offensive line's playing decent. So what's, what's your full feeling here coming into when we play here in a couple of weeks, when we play the the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A.? How do you feel about this offense going from now till then? Yeah, I, I think Juice, you know, really made a lot of good points on the fact that 
you know, you have to gel as his offense. I mean, Tyreek said publicly, I had no idea what I was doing last year. I was just running routes. Um, you know, I, I don't know from an NFL wide receiver perspective, I'm sure Juice can speak to it more than I can, uh, but he's probably reading the coverages that too is. And, you know, he's probably out there running routes and, um, you know, he didn't know, he didn't know the playbook. Um, but I, I don't think there's, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't think there's going to be a single starter on this offense that didn't start last year. It, you know, you take two wide receivers, you got Durham Smythe still on the team. Isaiah Wynn, I mean, if Liam Eikenberg doesn't right. pan out. But, you know, for the most part, at least there are 10 starters that are together Correct. in the same scheme two years in a row. And, again, I really love harp. I don't I don't want to harp on this, but I love bringing it up. Like, McDaniel was a rookie, too, last year. He was a rookie. He learned from his mistakes. He learned, you know, we saw how many times last year uh, did we have trouble getting the play calls in. I'm sure yeah. that you're going to see that fix. I'm sure we're going to get to the ball at 20 seconds instead. We're, you know, instead of getting there at 15 or 13 seconds, we're going to get to the line. That's going to give Tua some opportunities to, you know, to to work his craft and and, and work that intelligence and work that work that offense. Um, I think Tua, you know, when he came out in the Texans game, threw a pick. So what? It's it's the preseason. You got to try stuff out. You know, didn't see the linebacker coming across on the seam to Durham Smythe whatever happens, but he comes back into a fashion. Um, and I'm sure that there's a statistic out there is how many touchdowns has Tua led the team on after he threw an interception. And it's just, you know, it shows the resilience Tua was Tua. You know, he did what he did. Um, you know, he, he's, he's efficient. He's quick with the football. Um, the offensive line is looking like they're gelling as long as, you know, fingers crossed, we don't have any more injuries across that offensive line. Um, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be ready for the chargers. Um, we're seeing what, what I think is cool is what, what we're seeing this year is a lot more uh, of stretching the defense horizontally. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we saw at the end of the season, you know, the chargers started it, the 49ers did it to us. Um, a lot of the teams down, down the road did it to us is those linebackers. They're not going to bite on that run. Um, they're, they're, they're not, they're immediately hitting their drop. They're hitting their hook zones, um, immediately sprinting back. Um, so, you know, McDaniel, he, he's already adjusted. We're going to work this offense horizontally, pull those linebackers up. They can't sprint back and leave two of those tight windows to throw to that we saw in the San Francisco game. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I think we're going to be ready for, for that Staley defense. And, um, you know, hopefully we come out of there with a win. That would be huge, especially starting three games on the road. You know, ghost, that's, that's, that's some great stuff right there. Honestly, I mean, one thing I know about we're getting Coach to Mike Daniels, we're yeah, he 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 will self scout. He will self scout this team, and we know that's what shut us down is our inability to use the middle of the field. So you see a, an emphasis right now on stretching the field, and we can. The best way to stretch the field is with our speed. We have so much speed, yep. you know, on the outside. If we got these these quarterbacks thinking, you know what, don't worry about working the middle. Give me a flat route. And give me three to seven to ten yards, and then we tee it up again. We're going to make them go out there and cover that. If they don't go out there and want to cover it, then we're going to be able to exploit this all the way down the field. We That's had the a 14-play touchdown drive, right. a 15-play touchdown drive, and a 10-play touchdown drive in this last preseason. Yeah, it's, it's preseason. But at the same time, though, most defenses count on teams making a mistake within that that time period it's it's hard to go that way so the reason you do that is you run the ball which you can control it and you throw the ball short and then you can take some shots if you need to so i think that my mindset is way more important than trying to hit the home run every time and so you're right man it's like these guys um and, and with a defense that plays the opposite way our defense wants you to go on long drives and make a mistake it's not like we got these guys out of islands anymore. 
the way Vic Fangio plays defense is a cover two shell, two man, maybe two, cover two. Every once in a while you see straight up man. Bottom line is catch everything you want underneath this. Can you put a 10 to 12 play drive together to get a touchdown? And that's going to be the way we go out and win games. But our team showed that they can go the distance and put it in the end zone. That's the difference about winning and losing. Seven points for us, three points for them. We're okay with that all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Week three last year, Buffalo Bills, 90 plays, 17 offensive points. You know, we did with Boyer. I'm sure we can do a hell of a lot better job with, with Fangio. That's a great point. Guaranteed. No, no your Guaranteed. defensive Fangio is a lot of guys even that, better. Honestly, you think about, you know, Fangio's defense. We got a lot of guys that were forced into action last year that are going to be valuable this year. But some of our frontline guys from last year that were hurt are coming back this year. So we it's a good it's a we have a good problem. We really do have a good problem. I agree. So Danny, one of the one of these next topics I wanted to start off with you because obviously you you know one very well. I get it. He was injured a little bit um last season. You saw a little bit so far him on the Dolphins, but the number two role is going to be very important in the off chance that Tua doesn't serve, doesn't play seventeen games. Now I tweeted uh, during the Houston Texans game. Redemption, redemption for Skyler Thompson is going to start right now. And he went out and had a great game, 15 to 22, mm-hmm. 157, three touchdowns. We saw him be Mr. Preseason last year, which is basically what, why we kept him as a number three quarterback this um, this up past offseason. Um, I'm sorry, last season. So during this next preseason, I think he's going to play a lot more in this next game. Um, and we're going to see if we're going to end up playing. And I'm going to get your thoughts on um, from all three guys here coming up, guys, if you think we're going to need three quarterbacks this um, upcoming season as well. But, Danny, if you had to put your do- hat on it right now, is it a Mike White as the number two or is it Skylar Thompson as the number two? I mean, before Scott, uh, Skylar Thompson played this last game, I thought like, it was Mike White's job. Uh, yeah. Just because I thought Mike White showed a lot last year when he came in for the Jets. We finally saw a competent quarterback take over an average offense. And he played well. He never got in the end zone, but he would move the ball consistently, <laughs> right? You guys have Tyreek Hill. You have Jalen Waddle. You have weapons. If he could move the ball and get you into the end zone, you guys have the weapons to punch it in one way or another. So I think Mike White has the skills. Now, if you have Mike White as the second quarterback, the only thing about Mike White is that he's made out of paper mache. He gets injured all the time. He cannot stay healthy. So I think if Mike White is your backup, you might want to carry three quarterbacks just because you can't count on Mike White, unfortunately, staying healthy. But skill-wise, basically just off of what I saw last season, I think Mike White is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. All right, go, go ahead, Ghost. Let wait, me know what you Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. They do that broken ribs, man. <laughs> Dude, they, they, they split him in half. Is that yes, they did. That yes, just... they did. And he stayed in the yeah. game. Did with like 25 year, broken rims, he stayed in the game, man. But but the thing is, the year before, the same thing happened. La, la, the broken year before, ribs. he was balling also. Not broken ribs. Uh, was it a shoulder? He's just – there's unfortunate. Some players just, unfortunately, just they, – they get hurt. I mean, I, I don't blame him. I think he was tough. He tried to play through those broken ribs. I love yeah. Mike White. I wanted them to keep him. I, 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 I'm rooting for in Mike all, White. In all, in all fairness, Danny but, does own a Mike effing White shirt. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Danny, well, you got one? Mike. He does. He, yeah. he does. He does. Yeah. I mean, in Jets well, colors, but yes, White, I got you know, one. I got one. Some, sometimes, guys, um, the toughness that they show kind of hurt himself. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the rib shot, the, you know, you talk, 
do you talk about injuries that are him six, uh, sitting in there and trying to make a play? Whereas, yep. you know what I mean? It's not like he, he's not paper mache. He's just – he's too tough for his own no, of good. Of course. For sure. You know course, what I mean? But you said paper mache. Those aren't like a little nagging, little, you know, punk <laughs> of course, injury. Of course, you know what I, I mean? You got to talk about it like it is, man. Those those injuries are a tough guy sitting in there. Boy, got taking a beating. No, taking a beat and trying to help his team win. No, he, for sure. No, he 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 stands in that pocket and he'll deliver the ball no matter if there's pressure driving down on him. And I, I so take like, that I think paper you guys got one of the better. Back, take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I take the paper <laughs> take back. But he is injury prone. Uh, Ghost, what about you, man? Is it going to be Skyler Thompson or well, because is it gonna he's be paper, because he he sits in there and takes it, make a licking? <laughs> but he's still injury prone. Tell him to stop taking the hits. He's <laughs> not injury prone. That's tough. That's the, but he gets oh, injured. Man, you won't even run out of Oh man. <laughs> yeah, talk injury to him, prone. Juice. Talk. Broken ribs, <laughs> not injury prone. You know, injury talk. prone is like hamstrings, you know what I mean? A pull thigh muscle, you know what I mean? Some little nagging. That's injury prone. Right. Those are right. serious so if, injuries if, if, he took because he was I, I, I agree. For I, your look, team. Grant Hill. Grant Hill, yes, 100 percent I love Mike White. Grant Hill, injury prone, even though it was just a torn knee. Every year, he's injury prone. It's different, but yeah. that was a torn knee. That's an ACL. That that's serious. But he kept getting was injured. That one time. Nah, that was his whole career. Unfortunately, <laughs> what, he tore his knee multiple times. Yeah, Grant Hill. Unfortunately, yeah. But he's um, still a Hall of Famer. Look, uh, I, he made because because they they count college also. It's not just NBA Hall of Fame. It's basketball Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> That's right. It's basketball Hall of Fame. You're right. That's You're true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost. I, I know these guys are gonna keep going at us. You let me know, man. Skyler Thompson, Mike White is your number two quarterback for the Miami Dolphins this upcoming season. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Mike White T-shirts because every time a Jets fan tries to say, "Oh, you took our trash away," just remember that for you Don't know a few him. weeks Don't in a row. Him. Just about every single one of those Jets uh, Jets players wore an effing Mike White t-shirt in their yes. locker room. So I don't want to hear that he's not. He couldn't lead a team of guys. He can't win games. But, uh, you know, like you said, it, 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 no, he knows it. <laughs> it they would have made the playoffs a, if Mike White starts all year. Yeah, we pro you probably would have, honestly. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was Mike White's job to lose. But, unfortunately, um, we just saw that he, he did enter the concussion protocol. I believe yeah, that yeah. was announced yesterday or the day before. Um, and again, I think this goes back to, uh, the point, like this McDaniel offense is very difficult. There's a lot of motion. There's a lot of play calls, getting the play calls into the, into the game within 40 seconds, uh, McDaniel play call, especially when you're new to the system. Um, that's going to be a challenge in itself. Um, we know what we have in Skylar Thompson. I think he's progressing well. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately at the same time, like he's a preseason superstar. He looks great. Um, you know, I think he's been making, he made a lot of good decisions in that Texans game. Uh, none of our quarterbacks, you know, Mike White looked pretty good uh, against the Falcons. Um, he did lead he us did. down into the red zone. Uh, I, I'm not, I think he threw a pick right on that he first did. drive. It got batted so, and, and then got picked off. But it really doesn't matter like who we're going to bring into the games because the NFL did put back in that rule this year that you can carry that third quarterback without it counting against your active roster. Uh, so we're going to see the three quarterbacks on the sideline regardless. Again, I do think that it is Mike White's uh, job to lose. He's going to be our bet. Like if two ever goes down, um, you know, knock on all the wood you got. Um, you know, it's going to be Mike White. You know, you don't pay a guy, what is it, $14 million to come well, in. Here's and, the thing and, about know, it, Ghost. Though. Here's the thing about it, though. You know, he is in the protocol. So yep. is he going to get an opportunity this next week or not? You know, depending on how the protocol goes. 
So it's going to be, we, we, you got black men back, you know, and we also have to figure out whether, how much time that we're going to get, you know, with, with, with Skyler this week. Two is not going to play this weekend. He, he can't. We don't want him to play this weekend. We've seen enough of Tua for the preseason, yep. you know. So now if Mike White doesn't get any reps this weekend, which he probably won't, then how do you automatically make him number two for you when right. you know that Skyler's going to get a lot of reps this week? Yeah, I mean, that's a great it's a great point. And, and like I think we saw last year, uh, one of McDaniel's mantras, um, especially when the when, you know, you got the fans clamoring for Teddy and you got the, some fans clamoring for Skyler, Teddy Skyler. And McDaniel said, you know, the name on the back of the jersey doesn't really matter to me. It, preparation matters. And what quarterback can have a full week yeah. of practice is going to be that guy that's going to be in that second spot. Uh, unfortunately, we, we have that third spot this year. Uh, but McDaniel does, you know, the especially going into his second year, if he, if he praised it and he valued experience and he valued that preparation in that first year so much, it's obviously going to carry over, you know, in droves this year. So um, it depends how long Mike White's in this, in the concussion protocol. Um, I believe it wasn't really like a, it, obviously we, we haven't gotten any information on it other than the tweet itself, but it was a, uh, he was pulled from the game. So it was one of those where he didn't, you know, crush his head and, you know, they had to stop the game or anything like that. He was actually pulled from the game from the spotters because he was exhibiting symptoms of a concussion. So, you know, that, that'll be something to keep an eye on, but McDaniel does uh, whatever, I, I guess I could change my answer at least to whatever guy is going to be able to prepare in that position the most. Um, don't don't get change the most your answer, man. I'm right, You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't change your answer, I'm right, bro. I just want to hear what, you, what you're thinking, right? You know what I mean? Don't preparation, take, man. Yeah. McDaniel's all about preparation. The guy that's going to prepare the most, he's going to get yeah. the job. But um, I do still think it's Mike White's job to lose, really. Um, you know, you bring yeah. a guy in $14 million. It's, you know, he, they want to be that guy. And it kind of sucks, you know, that we're always talking about the backup quarterback for the Dolphins because when I think of a backup quarterback, like it's a guy that's going to come in, you know, say a quarterback <laughs> is out for, you know, six games, you know, they're going to be – I want to see the team go three and three. You know, I don't I Ghost, I don't like Danny, man. I really – I don't know what he's, like, giggling and happy about. <laughs> it's right here, right here. You know, no, he's, 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 he's really crazy right now, bro. Yeah. No, it was just one of the comments bringing uh, – One of the commenters – should we bring yeah. the Lionel Messi in to kick some field goals this season? Oh, okay, that's what it is. All right, all right. All right. That guy doesn't miss. Sure, that guy doesn't miss, man. That guy doesn't, <laughs> what is it, 10 for 10 so far this season? He's unbelievable. But, it shows the talent gap in, in soccer. But, Ghost, you're, you're, you're so right, Ghost. But I think one thing that we do know is that we're in a really good situation yep. with our backup quarterback position. And, yep. Danny, I think you, you, you showed us, you told us that you like, you know, Mike White and what he can do, even though you called him paper mache. I get it. But if we can protect him, He's pretty good. He's a pretty good quarterback when he gets an opportunity. 100%. Look, my yeah. worst yeah. fear is, like you said, the Jets aren't going to work out. I, I'm very fearful of that. What's even worse is I could envision a future where it doesn't work out for the Jets and Mike White somehow leads you to the playoffs and, like, wins a playoff game. Like, that's my yeah. worst fear. And that's something yeah. that I can well, legit see fear. happening. We've had that fear a lot of times. A lot of guys that left the Miami Dolphins yeah. went on somewhere else and were very successful. We hate them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, shit, look, look at, look at Zach's, look at, look at Zach's Hall of Fame speech when he told Izzo not to bring his rings to the party yet. Right. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of guys right. that have left the Dolphins have gone on and done better things elsewhere. But I feel you though. I, I think the best thing about it is I think Skyler having a year under his belt, a playoff game against the Bills. You know, even though we lost, that right. that's invaluable experience. Mike sure. White, what he did for the Jets. We've got some quarterbacks now. We have two quarterbacks. 
They will both make the 53. Um, you know, both of them will make the 53. And then we've got capable backups as long as everybody else take care of their business. And that, that's that's key for us as a, as a team. You know, two is going to be great. Two is going to be great. And Tua is going to um, Tua is going to be there, but no matter what, if Tua is not there at some point, we've got guys that are capable of running this team because we have a team now that has made a point of running the football, and we got a team that has made a point of having a stellar defense. So you can win ugly in the NFL; it doesn't matter. You can win nine to six if we have to. If if that's the point where our offense is struggling, but our defense is going to be enough to hold us down. We got a run game now that I think this could be could hold us down. We're, we've got the recipes right now to be a very successful football team, and having oh, two yeah. really competent backup quarterbacks is, is is important for any team. I have a question for you, Joel J. Obviously, you're a great receiver, and I'm sorry, I'm sure you watch the receivers with a more critical eye. So I had a question for you because Manny and I have been going back and forth about this over the last couple of weeks. What receivers do you think don't make this team this year? Because I think Robbie Anderson doesn't make the team, or Chosen Anderson, well, whatever you change his, his name. His name is Chosen. First it's chosen, right? Chosen Anderson, right? I'm just getting a hard time, bro. It's, it's it's tough, man. It's so funny because right. I was at at practice today. I was looking at it and I was like, we have to keep six of these guys. Mm-hmm. We have to. You imagine the team. Yes. We have to keep six of these guys, and. Chosen was outstanding today. Wilson was outstanding today. Of course, we already got Waddle and Tyreek. You know, um, Barrios is one of my favorite guys. Thank you guys for letting us have Barrios. You know, I mean, well, I hate him on special teams. Crabs, one of my favorite guys. As a comments, one of my. It's like it's crazy to think about how hard it is for Coach Wes Walker, who's one of the greatest guys that ever played the position, to have to decide who's going to be the guy to odd man out. So. I mean, dude, it's going to be – we're in a great position at that position, if that makes any sense. And then ETE is really good as well. Chosen made some plays today like, look, I'm still in the mix here. So I think you'll see who plays in the next game against Jacksonville to see if those – which one of these guys is – you'll see. Whoever gets more opportunities is the guy they're trying to see if this guy is the guy that's going to make the team. The guys that don't get opportunities – they pretty much already made the team or they've already cut them. So if you got a guy that's out there and they're throwing the ball to him a lot, giving him more opportunities, they're trying to figure out if this is a guy that's going to make the, the 53. So Chosen – go ahead. Cho- Chosen didn't play much last game, if he played at all. Do you know if there's a reason why he didn't play in the Texans game? Oh, much? he played. Remember he had the ball over his head? That Yeah, he played. He definitely played. As a comma, didn't play as much. And again, was many opportunities. As a comma, is always, okay. Yeah. As a common had a great first game against Atlanta, and then right. he didn't play as much or getting as many opportunities against Houston. But I think Chosen had opportunities too. So, you know, they give them all opportunities. Like I said earlier, the fact that Coach McDaniel gives these guys an opportunity with the number ones to see how they fare against number ones, you know, so he can really evaluate them as players. I mean, that means a lot to those guys. It's easy to be – beating the number threes, number twos, or number three and a halves, or two and a halves, the guys that are borderline guys. But when you're going against number ones, uh, it means a lot. So I think Chosen, who is a very talented guy, he's yeah. he's super talented, runs yeah. great routes. You know what I mean? All of them do. Wes Walker makes sure they run great routes. Yeah, That's what I noticed today more than anything. 
These all, all these guys run great routes. Whereas I was looking at it in the past few years where a lot of these receivers, they don't run great routes. They just run the areas. They just, they, they count their speed, their quickness. These guys run routes. And yeah. you have to do that because most of the time you're going to run in some man-to-man defense. Chosen runs great routes. And I thought he did a great job today with it. Same question to you, Ghost. Um, Listen, it's, Obviously, you know Tua. I mean, sorry. Obviously, you know Tyreek and Jalen got the ones and twos, right? Yep. However you want to put that. I, I honestly feel it's going to be Braxton Burials after that. I think it's going to be Chosen after that and Eric Azucama. And then Chosen was going to be the one on the outs as far as – like, You said Chosen like twice. Said, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was going to be Braxton Burials, Easy e um, Tyreek Hill. So and, is it Cedric Wilson or, or Chosen that's going to make Wilson. the team? There you go. I think Cedric Wilson makes the team because of his contract okay. and got Chosen's going to be on the way out. What about you, Ghost? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, we will see in this third preseason game, usually the uh, the final preseason game is you're going to have a lot of opportunities to these bubble guys. Um, you know, yeah. who's going to be on the practice squad, who's not making the team, who's going to be on the final roster. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate enough anytime that the Miami Dolphins go into a season and we're fortunate enough to have a deep position, um, sure. you know, we, <laughs> you can talk right about and wide receiver, right? Yep. yep. You can talk about the Indian barrel ground all you want and you know, those injuries linger in the air, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, all jokes aside, uh, we do have a deep wide receiver room and, and all those guys can make plays. Um, you know, you, you mentioned so, some of those deeper guys on the roster as economy. Um, he didn't have too many opportunities last year, but he was, he was held in the roster for a reason. He had some early playing time with the starters in, uh, for the Texans and for the, for the Falcons, then you saw him get pulled on the field. So I think that's kind of telling, you know, maybe yeah. he'll probably make the roster this year and they were kind of stashing him, let him learn the offense. Um, you know, River Craycraft, this is his Another second year in the offense, but it's not his, yeah. it's not only his second year with McDaniel. He was over with McDaniel over in San Francisco. Good they have point. a connection there. Um, so he, you know, he, he came a bit, you know, he had back to, you know, he, he had a, a couple injuries last year, but, uh, you know, he came back to back. He had the Ravens touchdown, um, you know, got the comeback going. And then, um, you know, that had that bills touchdown, um, back to back weeks we had, um, so he knows the offense he's performed in it. He scored in this offense. Um, Braxton Berrios probably does make the roster. Um, you're, he's probably not going to get too many touches if he even puts pads on for this game coming up. Um, then you got your guys on the outside looking in. You got your Braylon Sanders. Um, I think Kiki QT made a made a he was a, a roster or he was a practice guy they brought in. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very interesting to see what they give uh, uh, chosen. It's going to be a, a very interesting wide receiver room, but I think we're deep enough where we don't have to worry who makes the roster right? Uh, because I, I'm really confident in all these guys, um, whether it's River, whether it's, you know, you know, chosen as Econma, doesn't really matter who's going to make the roster because, you know, all these guys can get the job done. We've seen, we've seen these guys get it. the job done. Yeah. I love it. Juice, I, I have one more thing for you before on your way out. And I kind of told you this when we we're off air about to come in. Give me your best Dolphins Jets story that you got for me, man. If you could shit on Danny on the way out, it would be greatly appreciated for me. Yeah, I, I just hate the Jets, man. It's tough even talking to Danny. It's really tough. Uh, but Danny's been fair. He's been fair. What yeah. I like, I like. He's, he's I try. I try. Like no, but um, if you if you watch us on Jets Dolphins Week, it goes all out the window. I just talk shit all episode long. Just yeah, 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 I, I like that. That's even yeah. better. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. Make sure I get a. Uh, can, can I please get an invite so I can be a part of that you. show too? I got you. Oh please, I got you. we were we had fi- quick quick story. We had Fireman Ed on last year, and right right after the Jets beat the Dolphins, and I was ready to go in. I had people sending me messages. Ooh, go in on Manny. Go in on Manny. Fireman Ed ended up being the nicest person. 
he completely killed my buzz. All he did was compliment the Dolphins. I was like, come on, man. I wanted to sh- like Dolphins that, Jets week. I wanted it's to all about game day. He's he's different guy right. on game day, but right. 100%. I like that, 100%. Very nice. He's not guy. like you, Danny. He's not no, like not you, at man. all. No, he's, he's a fireman. Like he's a fireman at heart. He's a nice jerky, guy. Man. Don't be jerky, bro. <laughs> he's selfless. I am unbiased. Now, 15 games out of the year. I when I get on here, I try to be as unbiased as possible. But two weeks out of the year, I promise you, he's the worst guy. Yeah, he's he's the worst guy. I admit it. I admit it. Yeah. Well, you know what though, man, Jets aren't the worst. Aren't the worst people we deal with. They are kind of when when they're here. Only thing I don't like about the Jets when we're here, but you know, playing in some of the other cities, you know, I hate going to Buffalo. Mm. Their fans are way worse than you know when we go play with against the Jets. But the worst time we have is here. It's it's so funny. I'll tell you a quick story. Is that you know we. We're playing against the Jets, and Bernie Kosar is filling in for Marino because Marino was banged up. And we're in the huddle, and that and, and and Bernie's like, "Hey, look up there, like, uh, you know, about the thirty yard line, up in the three hundred section. This is a major fight going on. We're in the huddle, you know, what I mean, trying to run a play and stuff. And I look up there, man. This it's it's bad up there. It's bad. And then he turns around and calls the play. I'm like, how the hell you expect me to run the play when you, you know what I mean? I want to see the fight. I want to see who keep wins looking. this thing. You know what I mean? Every time. I wish there's video of that. Every we, time we, can we look played, that up. it's like there were fights all the time for whatever reason. But I'm going to tell you, we noticed it on the field. You know, yeah, I know you heard in the stands because everybody like, you know, they're not even watching the play on the field. They're just right. worried. They, they see it up in the stands, but we saw it a couple of times, too. And for that instance, Bernie's like, look up there. It was a melee. It was a melee. You I've been I mean? to those. I, I've been a season ticket holder now since 2015, but I used to go to games all the time. And I felt like no matter what. And by the way, Jets fans in Miami are the worst because I went to New York a few times. And I never experienced the type of environment that you experienced out here for Dolphins-Jets games. And everybody is always getting into a fight, man. I, yeah, we're going to continue to take over MetLife, baby. We hell yeah, MetLife life takeover, baby. MetLife takeover. Like hu- you guys have like 100 people show up. Come on. They sold over 1,000 tickets. Right, there you go. 1,000 out of 8,000. That's a takeover. You call it what you want. That's a takeover, right, bro. 1,000 out of 80,000. Oh, congratulations. Well, we, 1, in, we have tw- we had 2,500 in one section. Yeah, hey, okay. and that's just well, how much eighty thousand. That's just how much NYC stadium NYC Dolphins. That's that's how much they sell alone. Then you got all Dolphins fans coming in. So, um, you know, you, it's crazy. Right, man, I tell you this, we'll be we'll be two and zero against the Jets this year. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I predicted two and zero against the Dolphins. He did. You really think right, that no, you're no, gonna no, win no, that no, Black Friday game? I'm gonna take my cash app. I'm getting my cash app after this. How much you want to bet? Let's do I'll this. Bet you, I'll bet you 100 bucks. Let's do oh, this. Man, Let's go. That's a lot. You said that's right. a lot. Bet, bet good. That's a lot. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Bet good. All okay. Right. Bet good. Bucks. There you go. Two Solidified right here on the Batterspin right. fans show. So, but I, I, I'm curious before we, we, we head out, Manny. You really yeah. think you're going to win on Black Friday, short week, division game on the road after a holiday? You guys aren't that good. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Let's go, yes. OJ. I love Let's it. Go. I love it, OJ. Oh. Right there I, at the end of the show. You know, save all know. the ammo. No, that, that, that's juice. that dial-up talking right there. That's that dial-up, that AOL oh. dial-up. Oh. oh, this son of a bitch. <laughs> talking about my, now you talking about my AOL, you mother. 
don't don't trash his AOL account, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, you know what? Now I gave you my I gave you my personal account. Now I'm gonna start giving you my other accounts now. See? No, no, no. Now, hey, wait, don't, wait a minute. What's the bet exactly? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. What's the bet again? Hundred bucks. Sweet. Well, well, bets wait, on a sweep. Are you, not, are, are you guys? So betting? we can We're are both you, talking right, sweep. Right. So we got to figure something out saying. here. Are you guys betting on the two or no? Are you betting that that the Dolphins beat the Jets on Black Friday? Which one are you guys betting on here? I, I think it's. Well, he, I, he said a sweep. I said a sweep. Yeah, Black the, Friday sorry. is my best bet. If you go one and one, if you go one and one, the tiebreakers no the, the aggregate. The tiebreakers the right. aggregate. I like points that. against right. points. I like that. I bet. Let's go. Points points. Right here, right You're here, going baby. Down, no. Danny. No, <laughs> you crazy. You're insane. No way. Look, maybe a split, maybe, but no way you guys win that Black Friday game. First of no all, way. listen. Let Let's leave all this juice. Something you need to know. When we did our prediction show for the Jets, this man said that he was going to go six and zero against the AFC East. That was all his right, first. Fair, that was his first. To be fair, response. we recorded that. Six we recorded that like. We recorded the day after, like we signed Aaron Rodgers. I was in a different state of mind. Okay, I've come down from that. Six Let me be no. happy. That's crazy. That's no. crazy. right. It's five, it's no, five and one now. It's five and one now. By the way, not a single winning season in seven if, years. If, if, if I'm predicting that we're gonna sweep the Dolphins, I, yeah. I think you guys are okay saying that we we'll might we we'll probably sweep the Patriots, right? Yeah, you, you have no evidence of that. You have no evidence of no, that since 2015. No, you're, you're right. You have no you're evidence right. that you'll but, sweep the Patriots. The Patriots own you guys. Horrible. But the Patriots are horrible. They, they still beat you. you, and they still beat. They still sweep you year after year. They own you. They beat us six. They beat us nine to six because of Zach it Wilson. It doesn't matter. They own you though. We don't have Zach Wilson anymore. We have Aaron Rodgers. I don't care, but they own you though. <laughs> he still got Zach Wilson. <laughs> I love. See, I'm I, see, I'm trying to stay unbiased. Here. I have now you guys like, No, fuck, I'm biased. Let him go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Like 14 straight against the Patriots. I think it's eleven. I think it's eleven. Eleven. Oh, I, I, well, shit. I'm yeah. sorry. It's double digits. It's double digits, guys. 11, it is double digits. That's like that's like five seasons at least. All right, OJ. I'll bet you on the first Patriots game. I'll bet you a thousand on that one. This year. No, I'm not betting a thousand. I'm financially. You said that. You said that. Whoa. I'm not. I only I bet know. on my team. Be pretty confident. All uh, I care about is my team. Yeah. So all right. You guys think you can beat the Chargers week one? Hell yep. yeah, we're beating the Chargers yes. week one. Hell yeah. And we're beating New England Hell week yeah. two. And we're beating New England week two. I told you what I thought the first loss was going to be. But I, I, I think for sure we're starting the season off 3-0. McDaniel's my, too much of a self-critic and a brainiac to, to go there twice and lose in that same fashion. He's too much of a brainiac. He's too much. I agree. Listen, we're a better we're, team. We're a better team than we were last year. Yep. We're, we're, put, we're pushing the Chargers the clock right here. The same thing. Yeah, shut, shut up, bro. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I the Chargers bro. are saying the same thing. Nah, no, nah, nah. No, they're not. They don't got Tyreek. They, they don't have this defense. They don't have this defensive coach. They don't have Tyreek and Jalen. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, what, just brand new coaching staff. what are the Jets saying is the question? Oh, well, apparently it's Super Bowl or bust out there. You know? No, apparently it has to be. Yeah, what? One year with Rodgers? Two years with Rodgers before he retires? Two years. No, but it can't be Super Bowl or bust. It's definitely Super Bowl or bust. In the NFL, it it's, it's impossible to be Super Bowl or bust. Dan Marino, how many rings does he have? None. Wow. Listen, wow. Wow. But, but I'm saying, but that's you always want to go there. You as always want to go there. You and I have. 
He has as many rings exactly. as you and I have. Look, Manny has a very realistic bobblehead over there where he's rocking all of his Super Bowl rings. I'm saying, wow, it's it's, wow. it's just the way it is. And I I still think Dan Marino is Man, uh, to you, me. The, you say the, that, which is so funny to me. Being a Jets fan, I mean, you guys won in what '69? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was right, like negative yeah. 24 when when, when, mean, when they won that Super Bowl. How many how many people? Well, I don't want to say that part. I was going to say it's still alive, but that's not even fair to talk about. <laughs> no, I was born no, in '69. But I mean, damn, there's no rings in Jetland either. I understand that. My point is, you guys said it has to be Super Bowl or bust. Then Dan Marino had just for you guys, your window is all outside that, of one. Your window what is as, talking about? As, Danny, as, Danny's as not long playing as Aaron Rodgers can play. That's your Danny's window. not playing anymore. But, no, what I'm saying is that it, it's MVP. very difficult to say Super Bowl or bust. That, that's something that people shouldn't say because I thought you were like well, in the AFC right, Championship so two years this, in a row. Then it's like Super Bowl or bust. Danny, let me ask you this. What, what would be a successful season for your Jets? Okay. Uh, at least, at least a playoff win. That's the minimum. The they have to win wins. at least one playoff game. So yes, if they don't make the playoffs, then what? Oh, if they, it's, a, it's an epic disaster. They're not gonna it's make the playoffs, so get ready oh, for you're, it. You're, you're, you are. Ooh, 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 I love hey, this. Please, please invite hey, me hey, back. They're hey, not gonna Manny, make the Manny, No, no, Manny. Can we invite him back right before the Black Friday game, please? Of course. I think oh, he's invited right, right now. Count All me right. in. All right, right Count before the Black in. Friday can game. Can we do a morning show right before the kickoff for that? Let's do it. Right. Let's do it. Right before. Right before we're gonna have you on, and we're gonna be talking about how the Jets are leading the division. How the Dolphins oh. are fighting for third place with the Patriots, oh and 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 it's a must win for you guys. Clip it, August twenty second, twenty twenty three. Must it. it's, win it's for the Dolphins. Recorded. I'm looking up here. This be it's being recorded right here. Yep. You yep. See, so we'll this is be the able problem. See, that. I don't like talking like this, but you guys are bringing that. it out of me. You guys Ghost. are bringing it out of me. Ghost, text your boy Joey Jets right now with this blasphemy. See if he wants to get in on this bet because he, I want him to lose some money as well. You'll never get money off Joey Jets. I'll tell you that much. You'll <laughs> <laughs> never get a dime off him. You could have oh, a signed contract. You won't get a dime the Jets off have. Well, listen, no, the Jets I, don't I, have I, any I, undefeated seasons. Listen, I know. We, I know. We get... Fourteen game seasons, like OJ was Danny, talking about listen, earlier. Fourteen. Fuck game the Jets, seasons. Danny. Fuck the Jets. We we've established this, all right? Listen, it was an amazing show for you guys to join us today, OJ. Again. I I I, I, I don't want to fangirl that much with you being here because you know I'm trying to keep my composure. But listen, man, I, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart being on this show and talking some Dolphins football with today. And listen, the Jeff fan wants to get another word in. What 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 now, man? There's a, there's a quick what? question. I forgot to ask. I wanted to know. I wasn't sure. OJ, did you play that Midnight Miracle game? Nope. Here we go. Okay. I told nope. you he didn't. I told you the he game didn't. game didn't even happen. So whatever. What are you talking <laughs> about? The game didn't even happen. We won on Monday and lost on Tuesday. The hell with you, Danny. I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm clipping that one. I'm clipping that one right there. But but I, OJ, I guarantee you there for the fake spike game, though, weren't you? Uh, I, I wasn't watching football back then. I was you too young. No, no. Of, course of course you were. Of course you were. I was like, I was like six. Like, you, had a, I was, you know, you were, you, what like were you doing? Six. Racing little, racing boats? What were you doing? Hot, hot Wheels. Uh, hot <laughs> Wheels. I was playing with my Hot Wheels. Ghost, I appreciate you using or not using being our first guest here after your one year hiatus off the Twitter toxicity. Yes. And you come back a year later and now it's called X. You are the Dolphins Twitter extraordinaire, man. Listen, it's always great talking Dolphins football with you as well. I, I this was a pleasure, man. This was a dream. Um, OJ McDuffie was one of the first Dolphins names I knew from Sega Genesis NFL blitz 2000, man. So this is a dream for me, bro. You know, so I was, uh, 
Go, don't just, do that to me, man. I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to age you at all, but you you were uh, I, I texted my mom before I even got on this podcast and said, Hey, you remember OJ McDuffie? And she knows nothing about football. And she's like, Yep, you used to talk about OJ McDuffie coming up from upstairs when you were playing your video game. So this was a dream. Thank you guys. Juice has been a pleasure, man. I'm sure I'll see you. Uh if I don't see the Dolphins games, we're definitely gonna link up at the uh, MetLife takeover we usually do for anyway. Sure. For sure. Take over. And we're gonna take over. Take over. Take over. Are you gonna are you gonna go to that game, Juice? Because I'll also see if I could talk my wife into going to that game. Because it's, it's a Black no, Friday, so it's not easy. Oh, okay. I'm not going. All right. Yeah, take over go. my ass. <laughs> Tell her I'm going, though, if you want. You, you got to go. But, you know, whatever That's you it. need to use, bro. Use me. I'm good. Juice, you're the man. Ghost, you're the man. Danny, fuck the Jets. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Batter Fins Fan Show. Thank you for joining in the comments. If you liked and enjoyed the show, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to us. We will be dropping content every Tuesday around 9 p.m. Danny, any final words before we get out of here besides the Jets? Uh, no, no, I'll close it out right here. And uh, and OJ, uh, thank you for having fun with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you're the first Dolphin player I hated. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to, to get to talk to you finally. So uh, until the next time, thank you for everybody that joined us live on the chat. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You guys were awesome. We, can, hey, we can't let him in there. We can't let him talk like that to the Jets. You know I mean? <laughs> J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. And there that. you go, Goats. There, there you go. go. <laughs> All right. Peace. So until the next one, have a good one. No so, doubt. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it, fellas.